As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome in to another Training Camp Daily edition of the Under Center Podcast, brought to you by St. Xavier University. I'm J.J. Stankovic, joined here in the John Moon Mall and Mobile in Bourbon A in the parking lot outside of where the Bears just wrapped up their third training camp practice, the second open to the public, and the first with pads on. Mm-hmm. So, Moon, I think our first impression of this was sort of a welcome to the NFL, David Montgomery. There were some good things that we saw from David Montgomery some bad things. He's been jonesing to get the pads on. Uh, Matt Nagy joked that Montgomery wouldn't even speak to him until the pads came on in training camp. He got that chance today, and, you know, again, we saw some David Montgomery do some good things. We saw, you know, some areas he needs to work on, and that's just kind of what you expect from a rookie running back putting on the pads for the first time in an NFL practice. Yeah, it's funny. I found myself thinking the old Wizard of Oz uh, observation, you're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Well, David, you're not playing Kansas anymore either. As a Missouri grad, I really appreciate that. Kansas is awful at football. Yes, exactly. Well, but to, to your point, uh, you know, the pads came on, the intensity goes up a bit. The offense in general wasn't as efficient, which you kind of expect that. But I think there's such a – and there naturally is a level of high interest in, in Montgomery, as you mentioned. Um, and, and he isn't – you know, one of the great – or the uh, big positives for him was he breaks a lot of tackles. Well, those are, those are big 12 tackles. And now they're not. And in the past pro deal, he was blocking first Roquan Smith. Well, Roquan, I don't know if Roquan Smith even made any contact with him when it went by. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the kid had windburn. And then a little later, Nick Kwiatkowski just shed him like a, a rag doll. And uh, so you, really well put. It was a welcome to the NFL day. He's going to have good days and bad. That's welcome to the NFL. But, um, yeah, I think it was an eye-opener for him. But then right after, you know, he got toasted by Smith and Kwiatkowski, he came back and, and laid a pretty good block on Joel Iebuniwe. And, you know, you can just see that, you know, that there is the, especially in pass pro, a lot of it is just sort of about, like, desire almost more than technique and the willingness to do it. And Montgomery is the willingness to do it. So, you know, that that's not something I think any Bears fan should be concerned about. It is. One, two, and every coach, will, every player will say that. Pass protection, you're taking on a linebacker who's getting a running start. Mm-hmm. Um, if, now, they're inside linebackers. So he's not blocking Khalil Mack at this point. Uh, and I'm not sure he would ever talk about Windburn. Um, but, no, I think that, that uh, this is part of the education. Well, it's the, usually the hardest thing for a rookie running back to pick up coming is pass protection because of the quality of players having to pick out the targets, uh, or, or who is his assignment and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Sorry. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, uh, I, I left a bag out in the parking lot with uh, all my equipment to not cramp myself in the, in the car, and a very nice Bears fan just – uh, made sure that it was mine. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is the uh, this is the training camp. Uh, every you know we're we're in a parking we're lot here. We're live. We're live. This is well, this is not. You're not listening to this live, but we are recording it live. Um, a couple other notes on David Montgomery. There looked like there was maybe a bad mesh point with Mitch Trubisky uh, that led to the ball being on the ground and a fumble. So 
you know, that's something he mentioned, you know, he kind of needs to clean up and get better and, and something he definitely took the took responsibility for with that. Um, but, you know, there's some good. David Montgomery, he, he had a pretty good run in 11-on-11 earlier in practice, and then maybe one of the two best plays in practice was he ran a seam route and uh, Chase Daniel dropped a perfect ball into him. Um, you know, Montgomery said, you know, it was just sort of a, a really – a good seam route that he ran. He said it was a seam route, so I can tell you it was, it was a seam route. That's not violating the Bears' uh, media policy in terms of that. Um, and, you know, it, it was you know overall moon. Like you mentioned, the offense wasn't very good today. It was a little sloppy, kind of choppy here and there. And to, to just see one play that, hey, went positively to David Montgomery, at least is an encouraging sign. Yeah, I think that's um – in general, in fact, you mentioned the mesh point. They even went over, went over the offensive guys went over and they worked on it after practice. I mean, that's that's what you do in the NFL. Um, I will say one thing about him that, you know, on a positive, you know, any, you've seen an, anybody who's watched any practices over the years, you see a lot of backs. You see a lot. You see a lot. Oh, everybody, he's fast, or this guy does this. Montgomery did a few of these moments today. Where it's like you you found yourself if you didn't know already. You say, who who's thirty two. And, and with the ball in his hand. I mean, I was really impressed by his quickness. Um, yeah, I know that, um, you know, Coach Nagy expected that to happen a little bit. But I think the uh, the overall for the offense was a little ragged, I think. And, and with this team, though, the interesting thing as this goes on, I think it'll be motivation. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you thought, oh, boy, here we go again. Did Shea Cutler throwing picks and so forth. And, and, and Trubisky did throw one pick today. Right. Well, and, and the defense on Friday – where, or excuse me, on Saturday there were no pads. The offense was ahead of the defense on Saturday, and you could tell. We we mentioned this talking to Danny Trevathan that he he was going to use that as a little bit of motivation there. So uh, that that certainly probably played itself out. Eddie Jackson had an interception today. Um, you know, you saw some good pass breakups. Roquan Smith in a one-on-one drill stayed with Mike Davis, broke up a pass. That's that was maybe one of the more impressive defensive plays of the get of the. Uh, the day and that led to the offense having to do some up downs yeah i think <laughs> it's funny every time you look over there uh, somebody's doing push-ups it's like <laughs> like high school or something you, you up they lost a rep um no and the energy the mo- you really touched on something there jj with the motivation if somebody has a good day at their expense they're working overnight or they're they're coming out they're, they're getting after it which again sounds obvious it's not um but the whole attitude here and eddie jackson even talked about it you're going to hear this more than once about they're they think super bowl that's their mindset. And when you get guys like Eddie Jackson, who every year thought national championship at Alabama, Danny Trevathan, every year they taught Super Bowl at Denver, these guys know what they're talking. This is not Phil Emery saying, and we want to win championships. No, no. These are real people who have really done it. And so I think you're seeing that in the work ethic that's going on. Hey, speaking of Phil Emery, um, my, so we're, we're going to start doing a segment of the, the, the jersey of the day that we see down here in Bourbon A. And Moon, I got a great one for you here. Isaiah Fry, sixth round pick of Phil Emery in 2012. I saw someone wearing an Isaiah Fry number 31 jersey. So Saturday it was Cordell Stewart. Saw a guy wearing a Cordell Stewart jersey today. Isaiah Fry wins the Jersey of the Day award, which doesn't, again, get you a prize from us, but it does get you a shout out. And if you are listening to us and you are wearing that Cordell Stewart jersey or an Isaiah Fry jersey, Come say hi to us. Come say hi on Twitter. Uh, and, hey, if you're you're down here at Bourbon A and you're listening to this later in the week, wear the weirdest Bears player jersey you got. Yeah, I think, and if you are Isaiah Fry, good on you. You had a good day. No, I think, it's just funny, I think the, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a great contest. Oddest or oldest or, no, I, although I think you pointed out yesterday, it's amazing and, and something interesting to look at, the number of current players. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not seeing quite as many Butkus and Peyton jerseys um, that we used to see more in proliferate. A lot of Erlacher jerseys, but Brian just went in the Hall of Fame. Um, Isaiah Fry, why don't you process that one? Yeah, yeah, while, while you're thinking about that. Uh, but, I mean, I, I kind of like this because you see – the so many Mac jerseys, so many Trubisky jerseys, but I love seeing what comes out of someone's closet. You know, I, I saw someone wearing a Marty Booker jersey today, and I was like, that jersey is probably old enough to go to college, but I appreciate that sort of uh, apparel, just given that growing up, my most cherished uh, sports jersey was a Shingo Takatsu White Sox jersey. Yeah. That can be cured with early detection and medication. <laughs> That's what you say about me Get liking help. soccer moves. Get help. Get help. Uh, anyways, a couple other observations from camp today. Hey, Moon, we've made it uh, We made it eight minutes into the podcast and haven't mentioned the kickers, so let's just do that right now. Uh, Eddie Pinheiro made seven of eight field goals today, including a 63-yarder, which he said that he saw, you know, so Elliot Fry made a 60-yarder in Saturday's practice, and Pinheiro said, no, 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 no. When I saw he made the 60-yarder, I wanted to go deeper, so he went to 63. So we'll see how far they can keep pushing it back. Look, Pinheiro's got a big leg. He could have made that 63-yarder by about probably 67, 68, potentially. Um, The question for him is accuracy, where the question for Fry is more of leg strength rather than accuracy. So it it is sort of this interesting twist to this whole battle. But look, both of them through two days, Elliot Fry only missed once, Eddie Pinheiro only missed once. So, hey – at the very least, a good start, an encouraging start to this kicking competition. Yeah, and I think uh, let's let's put a little asterisk after today. It was about a, 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 one of the other reporters. Is this a one club or a two two club wind? He had a trailing wind, and I, th- I thought it was obvious. I mean, no no offense to the kid, he hit the kicks, but I thought that the Trubisky interception was he was thrown into the wind. It, it affected the ball today a little bit, but hey, he made it from sixty three. So uh, yeah, so it, there's no negative to that. Right, and, and this is something that, you know, the like we said yesterday, they're going to alternate days for kickers. So on Monday, it'll be Elliot Fry back in the hot seat, and then Tuesday it'll be Eddie Pinheiro again. And this, this will go up to the first preseason game against the Carolina Panthers on August 8th. And that, to me, that is where this kicking competition is really going to start to be decided. Someone may sort of inch ahead of the other in practice, but look, if you can't make them in the games, that's where it's really going to be decided. Yeah, and I'll always, and we've used this phrase in the past, J.J., it, in in the off season, or when training camp comes, every day is a quiz. Every day is a quiz. A preseason game, that's a test. Mm-hmm. And the third preseason, the more the varsity plays, the bigger the test. So you're spot on. I mean, in fact, I think what really got Robbie Gold ultimately out of town last year, or last year in the year 2015, was a couple of missed extra points in the last preseason game. So he kind of flunked the test in the coach's eyes, not to, not to bring up Robbie Gold and make everybody, everybody long for it. But isn't it funny, though? You can There is an energy, a real crackle to the whole practice field mm-hmm. when the kicking. Before, it's like, oh, special teams, let's go get a hot dog. Right. Now it's like, hey, they're kicking, come on in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the fans are right. You know, every kick gets a, you know, a round of applause. or, or uh, There weren't any boos today, I don't think. But, uh no, this is uh, this is unique, especially for two guys who've never played before. Mm-hmm. Never, these, neither of these guys have ever kicked in an NFL a real game. I think it it was remarkably positive from these fans in these first two days, where you know another big crowd on Sunday. They had eighty three hundred fans here on Saturday, and for a fan base that is deservedly and and not unfairly scarred from Cody Parkey and Connor Barth and and the the sideshow of kickers that have come through this organization since they let go of Robbie Gold. But it's been so positive. You know, Eddie Pinheiro makes his first 
Five kicks and the crowd starts chanting, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Yesterday they're chanting for Elliot Fry. And I, I've been so, so I, I mean, like almost heartwarmed at the fact that this has been a really positive reaction from the crowd here down in Bourbon A, where it's, it hasn't been this kind of, oh, no, here come the kickers. It's been, hey, here come the kickers. Let's cheer them on because, you know, we want this to go well. Now, granted, they've only missed two out of, what is it, 18 kicks so far. So, you know, if some guy starts doinking it off the upright on a consistent basis, that's going to be a little bit different. But so far, hey, shout out to the fans again for showing up on Sunday and, and being really positive in this kicking thing when they would be well within their rights to feel a little nervous about this whole thing. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to see the players' reaction. I mean, you're seeing the defense of the guys on the kick block team kind of swarming and high-fiving and helmet padding. Um, there is an energy, you know, we've said this before, and it doesn't necessarily win you any games, obviously, in July, but there is a mojo in this team. And and when the, the defensive guys or everybody is behind that kicker, it's going to be a positive. I mean, um, you know, negative energy is just not, it's not here. And I thought I was joking with one of the, with the, the, with the marketing options for the, not that the kicker's going to get them, but this whole team is going to make you want to, I mean, Chicago wants to like the Bears. Mm-hmm. This team is, is very likable, the, all the guys and the way they handle the, the public down here. But then you're seeing it within, even within units, um, you know, or across units. So I, I think that just bodes well for, you're going to get the best they've got. And, and I think sometimes you almost, you weren't really sure you were going to get that all the time. I think that's a really good way to end this podcast because that that is such a, a good point about why this Bears team is so likable because fan, Chicago fans especially appreciate hard work. And there is no doubt about the work that goes into this team. Even your your flashiest player, yours, Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller, these these guys who are flashy and have you know a lot of bravado, those are some of the hardest workers on this team. And, you know, you, you can show up in a slingshot like Tariq Cohen did, but Matt Nagy is going to compliment you on just how hard of a worker you are. I mean, that, that is what is at the core of this team. And there's a ton of talent on this team, which is obviously very apparent, but it's hardworking talent. And that hasn't always been the case with this Bears team in years past. And you're seeing how the fan base is embracing that down here in Bourbon A this year. They know they're going to be good, and they really appreciate the work that goes into it. Yeah, and we've seen the, and this is a cliche for every team, not every team, but it, yeah, every. The, the, if your best players are your hardest workers, you're going to have something there. Well, Trubisky, Mac, mm-hmm. these are the guys who are leading the drills. If, if there's a, you know, um, the, the offensive guy loses the one-on-one little thing, Trubisky's the first guy, he's dropped, give me 10. You know, and, and, but in all ways, the example is being set by the, uh, the Akeem Hicks, the you know, Khalil Max, the Trubisk. If those guys are working hard, how can any other guy say, well, I think I'm just going to take it easy today? Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen, and that that is a trickle-down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, Eddie Jackson talked about, you know, that's the kind of culture. That's the culture change, I think, that got lost in that last year. I think we thought it was coming in with John Fox. Mm-hmm. It kind of fell off, especially in the second year. Last year, his last year in 17, it was definitely not there. This year, I think you're seeing they're taking last year and accelerating rather than saying, oh, okay, we're pretty good. We don't have to work that hard. They're working harder. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us here down in Bourbon A. Remember to subscribe to the Under Center podcast. Rate and review us if you're enjoying our Training Camp Daily podcast down here. And, uh, hey, tomorrow we got a, a special sports talk live from Bourbon A. We're going to have uh, myself, David Kaplan will be on it. We're going to have a couple of guests from the Bears on it. You're not going to want to miss that on Monday evening on NBC Sports Chicago. But hey, until then, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time down here from Bourbonnet.